You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here, to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder... Why haven't I done that yet? Well, a quick welcome to our newest sponsor, Hammerhead. Use code MURFOLOGY at hammerhead.io to get a free heart rate monitor with your Carew 2. And on the show today is 1984 silver medalist in the Summer Olympics, Nelson Vales, a.k.a. Nelly and a.k.a. The Cheetah. Nelly is the first African-American to medal in cycling. He has also been inducted into the Lehigh Valley Velodrome Cycling Hall of Fame, as well as the U.S. Bicycle Hall of Fame. He was back in Iowa for another RAGBRAI, and I was lucky to get to spend some time with Nelly throughout the week. He agreed to come on the podcast to talk about his life, past, present, and future, and also to provide a few fun tips for recreational rider. So here's my interview with Nelly. All right, we have a very special guest on. I want to introduce Nelson Vales to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So a few fun facts about Nelly. It's hopefully it's okay. I call you Nelly. I know that's your nickname. Carry on. <laughs> okay. So Nelly was a medalist in the Summer Olympics in 1984. He's the first African American <laughs> to medal. Pardon me. 38 years ago. 38 this... years ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Nelson is also the first African-American to medal in cycling. And he's been inducted into not one, but two Hall of Fames. And yeah. even after all of that, he's actually a superstar in the movies because he was a bike messenger in the film Quicksilver. So I got to say hello and welcome, Nelly. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, yeah. I'm happy to be here. It's exciting. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to, I didn't get to ride with you, but I did get to hang out with you with the Primal Wear gang uh, on the last RAGBRAI, which was a couple weeks ago. Yep. That was cool. That was pretty cool. And it was fun to see you and visit with everyone else along the way. And your sweet bike. But we'll get into that in a second. All right. Okay. So let's start out. What was professional cycling like back in the 80s? Wow. Professional cycling. You know, I think the 80s, I would like to say it's not that I think, let's not use that word, I think. In the 80s, it was the breakthrough for cyclists, marquee cyclists to start getting paid. Ah, okay. From the 70s to the 80s to where, you know, I was part of the Greg LeMond era and there was contracts. Granted, I was an amateur during the 84 games. But I competed a lot of pro-am events mm -hmm. along with others. Uh, and now they call them today continental races. Mm. But back then with pro-am events. And uh, I was a marquee rider and I stood up to the name. And you did, I watched, uh, I actually watched the video of you from, I, I'm not even sure what event it was, but it was in mid-80s and you're in a velodrome? Yep. And that style of cycling is just mind-blowing to me because you have to have, you know, the physical strength to be able to outbike your 
your opponent, but you have to have the mental strength to like do a track stand for I don't even know how long minutes until you know one of you makes your move and then it's a sprint to the finish. Yeah, you know, and back then it was a lot of finesse in riding, so you had to not only be smart but strong and fast. You know, I think in today's track sprinting, it's not so much finesse. It's just like fast, strong, mm. uh, you know, race to the front kind of thing. And and uh, it's not as exciting as it's been when I was racing. I would like to say in today's world, mm-hmm. and I could be wrong, and a lot of listeners may disagree. But then again, what do I know? Uh, that's my disclaimer. But <laughs> other than that, uh, you know, as a competitive cyclist, I was, you know, I enjoy training in order to win. It's That's well said. And the videos are amazing. There's all kinds of, well, you could go to your website to see some of those videos. But if you just, you know, Google Nelson Vales, there are all kinds of like, and it's fun to listen to the commentators. It is pretty fun. You yeah. know, I mean, it's kind of fun, you know, different, different applications for the listeners out there. You Google my name. One phone may show up with another, one tablet may show up with something else, but it'll take you into a little rabbit hole of of adventure yeah. and videos and, and explanations to answer your questions. So did you grow up as a competitive cyclist? Like, have you always had that bug to be in, like, a race mode? Uh, it, uh, let's use I, – I grew up as a competitive cyclist because I think when I got involved in cycling – it was introduced to me as fun. Oh. It wouldn't have been fun. Uh, the hard work uh, didn't come till later, which became fun uh, um, in the normal. But, you know, from a young age, my from parenting, uh, I was introduced to many sports. And my brothers, sisters, my dad, you know, would take me to events. And everything was always fun. Win or lose, it was fun. Mm. And that's how I uh, was introduced to not only cycling, but other sports. Uh, you fall down, get up, or it's not all you hurt. It's like, hey, that was cool. You fell down. Mm-hmm. Let's brush yourself off. This is how you do it. Let's get up and let's do it again. You know, kind of like that with safety. And, um, you know, I try to instill that in kids and parents today to not scold their kids when something's wrong, but, you know, help them along because they're kids. So you already know to help them so they don't forget their shoes, help them pack their bag, you know? And that's what my brothers and sisters, parents, they they did their best to make sure I had everything I needed and extra in the goodie bag so that when I got to an event, it was fun Mm -hmm. and I didn't have to stress about forgetting something because I had a big bag, I can pack it all. And what's cool about that is, you know, if you're a younger person and you're seeing the fun in a sport, then when it gets to the point where it's really competitive and you have to suffer both mentally and physically, it's probably still in the back of your mind that like, this is fun. I enjoy doing this. Yes. And, and that, that goes with the people that are participating versus the people that are the marquee brands that are pressured to win mm-hmm. and people that just want to post a time, you know, it becomes, it, it was, again, it becomes fun. And I would like to say to our listeners you know, the hard work from the coaching, you know, growing into uh, more of a world-class athlete, from the coaching staff, uh, the hard work became normal mm. because the payoff was so great 
if you work hard this week and rest next week, you can win. Mm. You know, things like that. And the formula came together, and that's the formula for people that win all the time. You don't win them all, but you win a lot. Yeah, yeah. And that was me. I didn't win them all, but I did win a lot. Mm-hmm. And speaking of winning, you are an Olympian. Yes. Like, describe what that's like. I mean, there's not a lot of people that can say they're an Olympian. Uh, once an Olympian, always an Olympian, never a former Olympian. You know, at that level of competition and for anyone in any country to make the team, you know, for all countries, even in the U.S., but for every country to be an Olympian, it's so hard to make the team. It can be easy to win a medal. Mm. Uh, You know, you get the smaller third world countries. It's just as difficult to make the team. But then that competitiveness to get them to the final. Mm hmm or just to be competing round after round, that's a, a feat in itself of all the hard work that comes into it. So, of course, you get a winner, and then you have a loser. Mm-hmm. You know, But still, you're competing, and that's a win in itself. Mm-hmm. And, like, go back to that, that Summer Olympics. Like, can you even describe, you know, like, I can't imagine, like, the very beginning of it where all the countries are together, like... Was it just mind blowing? You know, I was so prepared. It was, it was for me. And I don't know the listeners. You got to sit back on this one. At that level of competition, it was so normal. It was so normal because of the steps it took to become a national team member, mm. then to compete to be part of the Olympic team. Because, you know, a person doesn't train four years for the Olympics. They train four years to make the Olympic team. Mm -hmm. And after you make the team, then you can move forward. But, you know, it's the story of someone working so hard. That's all part of the the puzzle Mm -hmm. to put it together. But then you have to make the team. And once you make the team, then you have to train to win. Mm -hmm. You can be training to win if you can't make the team. Because that other guy, I was that young guy that eliminated the 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 elders Mm. you know i was a new up-and-coming cyclist you know it happened to me i did it to others and uh for anyone in any sport you just have to put in the work and never bitch about it Mm -hmm. but like it's your competitors the guy that that wants to win as well he's doing it Mm -hmm. you don't know where or why or how but you got to be ready when you show up to the line Mm -hmm. how's that that's, yes, that's amazing. <laughs> and you have the nickname Cheetah. Yes. Where did that come from? That nickname came from an announcer named Brian Drebber out of the Velodrome Trexel Town in Pennsylvania. All the competitors had nicknames. You had heroes and villains, you know, during the Friday, the Tuesday night and the Friday night racing. And all the villains and heroes had nicknames. And I was a cheetah, the fastest cat in the jungle of New York City. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And it stuck. Like, it did stick. We'll talk about it in a second, but you even have a cheetah bike. Or a cheetah yes. cheetah painted to look like, I'm sorry, a bike yeah. painted to look like a cheetah. Yes. Okay, yes. so yes. you briefly yes. said, you know, something about New York. And you were a bike messenger in a movie, Quicksilver, which is pretty darn cool. But were you a bike <laughs> messenger in real life as well? I was a bike messenger for two years in real life. 
uh, one of the, I'll say this, I'll boast. I was one of the top messengers in New York City back in the heyday of messengering. Mm. Uh, a lot of it came from consistency. Uh, consistency meaning you work from eight till four and and you deliver packages and you're in good with the dispatchers, which means that you can handle the workload. If you can handle the workload and you're not putzing around, such as a rain day. People don't want to work on a rain day. Mm-hmm. I work on a rain day. So are you the bike messenger I have in my mind who's, you know, super fast and crazy going in and out of traffic and taking risks? Uh, no, I have, I am more precision. Oh, precision. I was doing some precision. I always, you know, in New York city, France, Italy on the streets, you know, you have to have that acute sense of awareness, mm-hmm. something you don't learn in a book. Uh, uh, a good example, people that ride city bikes in New York city, they're pretty awesome on the road. They see everything they can dodge anything, you know? And it takes that acute sense of awareness to get around, to be as good, to be safe. But what you visualize as the alley cat races of the guys doing their fixed gears in between zooming, that yeah. still goes on. But uh, that's not the messengering way because it's too high of a risk mm-hmm. to injure yourself, uh, let alone mess up your equipment. Then you can't deliver the package. Right. Yeah. Then it doesn't matter if it's raining or not because you can't get out there. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. It, it 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 brands itself mm-hmm. into what it is. But get this. Speaking of videos, I was just in New York City prior to Ragri. And if someone went to my Nelson Vales Google, uh, if you go to Nelson Vales YouTube channel, I got two videos of me riding through New York City just recently. Oh, nice. You could, ride, you could take a little four-minute ride with me. Oh, that's minutes. cool. I love how you're always like, ride with Nelly, sit the wheel. I love that yeah. about your videos. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You, you sit the wheel and ride with me through Central Park and into the hotel and back. Ah, oh, that's great. Um, yes. Okay, so you mentioned you recently uh, completed another RAGBRAI, and we all know that's the week-long tour across the state of Iowa. Give us your, like, lowdown of your experience as far as the people, the terrain, the riding, all of it. A quick interruption to introduce our newest sponsor, Hammerhead. For a limited time, you can get a free heart rate monitor with the purchase of a Hammerhead Carew 2. Visit hammerhead.io right now and use promo code MORPHOLOGY at checkout to get yours today. As you know, I use the Hammerhead Carew 2 and love it. I'm heading to Lincoln soon for a gravel event called Gravel Worlds, and check this out. On the Gravel Worlds website, they provide the routes for the event. To get this ride onto my crew too, I opened up my account on my laptop, copied the URL of the route from the event website, and poof, the route is now on my device and ready to keep me from getting lost in rural Nebraska. Check it out at hammerhead.io, and don't forget to use code MURPHOLOGY at checkout. Now back to the show. Wow. I, I have to start with wow. And for the listeners, a lot of listeners have already done rag where I've been there, done that, or do it all the time. Uh, and then you have your new person. Another excellent year, another very, very memorable experience. Mm-hmm. There was no bad this time around. Uh, always good. And bad meaning mechanicals, flat tires, you know, stuff that, that hinders your ride to continue on and, and put a little delay in your day. Mm-hmm. But it was none of that. It was all good, smart riding because you ride, take your time. 
And I noticed the comment that everyone loves me saying is, don't do the miles, let the miles come to you. Yes. Yeah. I, I like to give that credit to Mr. Mark Wyatt of the Bike Coalition there in Iowa. He said that to me and I said, I'm going to use it and I'm going to make it my own. And he granted me with that wish. Yes. Don't do the miles, let the miles come to you. I love it. Yes. And that's what RAGBRAI is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, you stop, you rest. Uh, it was so much fun to be riding along, not even with the primal group, just by myself, talking to myself because I'm in between stops. Mm-hmm. And we got to the group ahead or people behind. To see someone, a bike on the side of the road and a guy laying underneath a shade tree on the side of the road just taking a break. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's RAGBRAI. You know, you got the group of people eating the apple pies off someone's driveway. It's like, that is so rag Hey, let's stop and get an apple pie. You know, things like that. And, it, and I try to explain it, but it's really hard to explain unless you've done it. Yes. And in order to do it, there's so many logistics that come into play. Uh-huh. Make it fun, And we can talk about that later. Yeah. And uh, for listeners who maybe haven't done rag uh, Nellie, you do a great job of um, doing videos along the way and you will have them on your YouTube channel, right? Yeah. This, uh, this past week's, uh, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, seven days. Uh, and I try to compile it for the listeners. If you see my RAGBRAI videos, I, I, it's kind of fun to be a YouTube star in the RAGBRAI family because I take my time. I try to give the flavor along with some cool music. And it's fun when you chat with people and you get real life stories, which I call rag stories of all the fun and flavor. And I met so many people this past week that are doing rag for their first or second time because they saw my videos, you know, and it's kind of an honor to run into someone on a vending line in the food line who says, you're that guy in the video. I love <laughs> your videos, you know, and it's like pretty cool. So yeah. let's get you a video, you know, things like that. So my little, Shimano HD camera does the job. It's nothing fancy. It's just a matter of the editing and taking your time to bring the flavor to you, the public, on YouTube. Thanks for that platform. Yeah, and if you go on YouTube and look up Nelson Bales, you can see Ragrise Past, which is also fun to look at, just to be able to see the crowds, the, see how things have changed over the years. Yes, yes. And uh, not even over the years, but yeah. It's like the terrain mm-hmm. because the route is different. Although we vi- visit some towns many times, of course, but the route is always different because you have different people next to you. Yeah, every day, actually, every hour is probably different on Ragbri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your sweet bike. I've mentioned it a couple times, and it's extremely noticeable. People are going to know it's your bike. That is so much fun. A gentleman, he's an artist here. He he actually he he fixes carbon bikes and he paints guitars for rock stars, you know, uh, because rock stars don't bang their guitars on the ground anymore and break them up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the they don't do that anymore. So he does that, but he hand paints my Cheetah Canyon bicycle. So that that's only one of four. Mm. The other one is just born and it's being put together, and there's two more in the way. They're like babies, right? So they're different colors in the sense of the canyon label uh, to identify. But the spots are all different because they're hand-painted. And uh, it's a real piece of art. And the artist, he's such a cool dude. He doesn't even want any credit. Oh, wow. He didn't even 
Yeah, he's just an artist, and so I give him the frame, and he does his thing. He he says your frame is done when it's done, and you know I sell him the money or whatever he asks me to pay, and and that's it. And it's a beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful bike anyway. The Canyon bikes are awesome, but to add that little spice to it to make it Nelson Vale's bike, it's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and it's always fun to show it off. And this year was a great piece of showing off. So if anyone's interested in the Canyon. You, they can just go on nelsonvales.com, send me a message on the contact list. Uh, it's all right there. Click on the bike you like. Mm-hmm. It states that, you know, if you're interested, reach out to me and I'll help make contact with a salesperson, you know, to walk you through some items. But, uh, you know, my bikes now, the bike, the custom painted bike now that I have, it's custom painted so it looks like it's worth thousands. But you can buy that bike for $39.99 online. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, mechanical shifting. It's not electronic, but it's the perfect rag bri road bike. Right. You know, for any recreational cyclist that likes to put the bag on their bike and a couple of bottles and the cool stuff like your bike. You have stuff on your bike mm-hmm. and you can pack it just like that and ride comfortably. Okay, so that segues to my next topic, which is mm-hmm. about rag bri and your time on rag bri. And I- I'm sure that you have to your mind has to be different than, you know, a normal bike ride because you are probably like programmed to go as fast as you can and to race people. But Ragbri is a recreational tour, meaning, you know, there's 15,000, probably close to 20,000 people sharing the road together. And I'm sure that you're going to notice a few things, right? Oh, yeah. You know, oh, the yeah. difference between the fast riders and the new riders. And, and that's kind of what sparked, you know, us getting this podcast together is there's things riders can improve on. And I know Nellie has some tips. So let's call this Tips from Nellie. A quick interruption to give a shout out to Primal Wear. Cycling is their passion and apparel is their craft. So if you're in the market for a new jersey, bibs, mask, or any cycling apparel, go to primalwear.com and use code PRIMALMURF to get 20% off your purchase. Yes, 20% off. Now back to the show. Okay, well, thank you for that. Uh, let me see. Here's here's some good life example, rag ride. You know... You're that guy that can ride your experience. And a lot of people forget people are only riding rag ride once a year. Mm-hmm. They do it, they ride themselves in the shape. But you can't go on your left to someone expecting for them to move. You can't tell someone to watch out when you have to watch out for others. Mm-hmm. You know, so that experienced guy, that guy that thinks he's as experienced as anyone else, he's the one that has to slow it down, take it back a notch, and chill and watch out for others. Mm -hmm. Not like I'm speeding down the road, I'm on your left, get out of my way. Like you're posting the time. And and that's one of my dislikes about Ragbri, when you come across that one individual bad apple that wants to speed up the left-hand side, but it's done without safety. Yeah. Because of others like you and I are recreationally riding, talking, having a laugh. Mm -hmm. We can't just move over because someone else is already there. Things like that. So for those listeners, and those and those listeners that have a buddy that's like that, just tell them, hey, chill. Mm-hmm. You know, don't do the miles. Let the miles come to you, and just wait. We'll see you at the next stop. Mm-hmm. We'll see you at the pork chop. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. But here's some other fun tips. I mm-hmm. notice this all the time, people. You guys out there, wash your helmets. 
this guy. was this was probably the best tip you gave me. Oh, man, it's like people, the crud is all on the side of the ear. You go look at your helmet right now and see all the stuff. Put it in the tub in the sink with some shampoo, soak those straps, and wash it every other time you ride your bike. You jump in the shower, keep your helmet on. You shampoo your hair, shampoo your straps. Nothing's going to go wrong with your helmet. So people, your helmet will last a long time if you just wash it and take care of the straps because the salt is eating it up. And now that you look at your, your helmet now, some people are looking and going, wow, it's already beyond the point. So just, get another just invest in another helmet and take care of it. Don't, don't. I know it's so fun that the tide people are there. I ask people, don't try to wash your clothes out in the shower and expect for it to dry the next day. Mm. It's not kosher recreationally. It's 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 a it's a road to disaster hygienically. You know what I mean? So I tell my listeners, tell your listeners, I tell all my friends, pack the cycling clothes. So let's go through a little packing list. Everybody get a little notepad, pen and paper, memory bank. You ready for this, Murph? I'm ready. I'm ready. Here's your little list here. This is how I do it. Prior to Ragbri, my logistics, I look at seven T-shirts that are not coming home. Seven T-shirts that are not coming home. That old T-shirt, you're saving it. Why are you saving it? That white T-shirt with the yellow under the arms. Why are you saving it? You know, it's going to Ragbri because I'm aware tonight and I'm not going to put it on the next day. It's going to go in the trash or you're going to clean your bike off with it. Oh, your bike- yeah. Your bike needs, Yeah. You know, you, you take that T-shirt, you wipe off something, clean something, clean your hands with it, use that as a towel, but it doesn't go back in your bag. Same thing with the underwear. So that way, when you pack, each day you go a little bit lighter because mm-hmm. if you need something, if it's a little chilly at night, go buy a sweatshirt from one of the vendors. But otherwise, you pack it accordingly. Look at the 10-day forecast. Uh, always bring one jacket for the night cool air, mm-hmm. but disposable underwear, disposable T-shirts, disposable clothing that does not need to come back home, but you pack it because you need it that one day, maybe a rain day forecast, things like that. So those are just little tips outside of cleaning your helmet and making sure your bike is clean and your equipment works. Don't put oil in your chain, people. Everyone's chain is dirty. It's wax now. So clean your chain. Have the bike shop guy clean your chain so it looks silver. It's supposed to look silver. Right. It's not supposed to look black. So everybody look at their bike. You see your black chain is dirty. It's supposed to look silver with nothing on it. It's modern day bicycles now. You don't need all that oil. Uh, and then carry dirt. When you touch something, you touch your clothing, it's dirty. Mm-hmm. Clothing. Let's stay on the clothing. Cycling clothing, folks. Rag is so much fun. Everybody wears their tank tops and things like that. And I was talking about washing your clothes. Just bring four pair of shorts. If you don't have them, you can get them on Primal. Mm-hmm. We're doing all the clothing for everyone. You save a budget to get your Ragbri shorts and your Ragbri jersey each year. That's a collectible. And then you have your last year pair of shorts. And then you bring some extra shorts. But you got to have at least four days of cycling shorts so you can do the Tide wash day. Mm-hmm. It's really important uh, for those that are camping to be able to bring your backpack and you and your buddies, you make your way into town and Tide does the free laundry day. And that's what I try to do on my third or fourth day. Whenever they have those days, yep. I'm that guy that's there with my laundry bag so I can get my free wash. And then I wear the same set of clothing the second half of the week. Some people may not have that convenience, but it's good to play the game and try. 
Yes. And back to your first comment about, you know, if you try and wash things each night, people who haven't spent a lot of time in Iowa may not realize how humid it is here. And, you know, if you're tent camping and you, like you said, let's say you go in the shower and you wash your kit while you're in the shower, there is no way that that's going to be dry the next morning. No way. Because <laughs> the humidity in Iowa, is it'll your tent will be <laughs> like a soupy mess. Yes. Yes. So that's why, you know, you suppose you put those in your laundry bag and then you get some freshies again, you know, I'm going to throw this out there for my listeners prior. Your logistics are prior to as an individual, or if you're going to do with a club, Mm -hmm. you look me up, look up my primal clothing and order a bunch of cool stuff. It's always on sale. The the, the stuff that's on sale at high quality is just last year's. It's not worn out Mm -hmm. or anything. It's just, cool stuff from last year now you got this year's colors uh so i invite all my fans to just go check it out get the coupons use that stuff and pack accordingly so that you said no washing clothes unless you do the tide wash and dry for free that they offer that day and that's so much fun everyone is there and there's always a machine even when you have to wait it's like waiting online for food still the same thing yeah exactly and yeah or you see your buddy and you share the washer you know, you're adults here, so you can share the underwear in the washing machine. It's a big deal. <laughs> I love it. It really isn't. Yeah. It really isn't, right? So we're adults here. But yeah. So what else what else you have that I can offer some helpful tips? Well, here's uh I think that you could offer a good tip on this is um if you think about Ragbri, right? You know, there the roads are open to vehicles, but you typically don't see one. So that means the riders are spread out over the entire road. And what is, like, what's the correct way if you're trying to pass somebody, maybe they're three or four wide, and they're having fun, they're having a conversation, they're not being unsafe, but what's the right protocol when you're trying to pass another cyclist in this scenario? Why not come up behind them and say good morning? Oh, yeah. You know, on your left is not, I don't think it's cool. People use it, it's correct. You know, I usually say good morning when I'm passing someone. Mm-hmm. You know, good morning, I'm coming through. Oh, hi, good morning. You can go through. You know, that's so pleasant when you say good morning to someone because we're all out there. We're going to the same next stop. Mm-hmm. You know, and so someone doesn't mind moving over when you say good morning. But when you go on your left, it's like, damn, I'm having a conversation with my lady friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're on your left than me. You know, things like that. So, And new cyclists might not understand what on your left means, you know? I mean, if you're announcing that you're on the left, that doesn't mean if somebody, if I hear somebody say that, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm supposed to move over. Like, is somebody just telling me that? So I totally agree mm-hmm. that being able to say good morning, you know, just simply like, hey, do you guys mind if I go around you? I mean, it's not going to slow you down. It's not going to slow you down one bit. It's, the clock is not ticking to get to the other side. Oh, yes. That's back to it's a recreational ride. That's right. And if you get there too soon, they won't have the expo set up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, and what, do you, what are you going to do that. all day? What, that's, I did that one day with a fast group. We got there so soon, you were in the way. People trying to set up. So you couldn't really even eat. It was, it was, I was dumbfounded that how did I go from, from 7 in the morning, you know, and then now we're in town at, 11 30 yeah. when i should have been down at three o'clock yeah yes exactly yeah oh so those are those are 
Those are some great tips, Nellie. I appreciate it. Yay. So now that RegBri is over, do you have other events on your calendar this year? Yes, I'm working currently on the Maryland Cycling Classic in, in the D.C., Maryland area, mm. the pro race, and I'll be a celebrity host guest there uh, as the professionals come over from Europe to race in the United States for a one-day classic. Uh, so those that are in the D.C., Maryland area, uh, I think it's the weekend of August. It's Labor Day weekend. Oh, okay. So you can see pro bike race, and bike racing, you can see it for free. Yeah. You can see the, some of the pros you see in the Tour de France. They'll be here. What else we got going? Uh, currently working with a couple of new projects uh, with Primal. Mm. Uh, so for Rag Ride next year, with Matt's help, uh, we're going to do a Nelson Vales collection. Mm, nice. Celebrating my life and history in sports for the recreational cyclists. So I want to do a really cool clothing collection that his and hers can wear on any given weekend ride. Mm -hmm. uh, things like that. So I'll be working with Primal on that for next year's Rag Ride. Same thing with the canyon. Uh, we're going to do something special. I've been talking with management here in the United States about possibly coming and riding with us at Ragbri to check it out mm. so they can get the experience to know what their consumers will like to do, especially with the gravel all-road bikes that they have in their lineup, mm. which is a perfect bicycle for Ragbri Iowa crowd between the gravel roads and the nice roads that they have one out there mm -hmm. and anywhere else for all the listeners. I love it. And the best part about you, Nellie, is that if someone can't come to an in-person event, they can watch your videos and get the perspective of riding with you. That's true. That is true. And I'm currently putting together day one and two of Ragbri from last week. Oh, so awesome. I'm looking at the musical tracks and I don't want too much to go to the cutting room floor, but I will try to introduce the flavor of how we do it with the primal group and what we do, you know? Yeah. So how can people follow you if they're on the socials? Well, thanks for asking that. Uh, well, first of all, nelsonvales.com is the call to action. So you can ask your questions there. You can shop there on my shop page, uh, along with uh, events. My event page is always updated. Also through Twitter, it's under Nelson Vales, Robert Nelly, nothing fancy, mm -hmm. Facebook. Uh, I just did a promotion because it was 38 years ago. I won my Olympic medal along with many others that year in 1984. So we did a nice big Facebook promotion on that with videos. But Facebook and Instagram, those messages, people usually contact me with one-liners. Mm -hmm. uh, and quick questions, I usually follow up. Great. Well, Nellie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I love the tips that you gave some of our recreational rider listeners. And it's just nice to be able to say that I've talked to an Olympian. Ah, that's so cool. That is so cool. Uh, you get to talk to Olympian all the time. But, <laughs> you know, I think you're really cool people. All your people around you are cool. The Ragbri family is so fun. The new generation of Ragbri with the same old volunteers are awesome. And if you're a l new listener to this podcast or just an old been there, done that, Next year is going to be greater. I agree. It's going to be great. I'll be at the round announcement party to hold the envelope because you know I know all the cities in Iowa year, right? I don't know <laughs> any city. They can tell me we're going here and here, and I would not know unless <laughs> I have my phone in my hand to Google it. So we're going to Iowa, USA, some town yeah. that's going to be a hit. And it's going to be fun. 
Excellent. So make sure nelsonvales.com. Go check out that website and learn about Nelson's past, his present, and his future. Yep, yep. All the videos, everything will be there. All right. Thank you, Nellie. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone out there. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. Email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology and visit both my Facebook and Instagram pages for daily entertainment. Also, a quick shout out to Simmons Electric for sponsoring this episode. I have more great episodes in the pipeline, so I hope you continue to be a Murphology Podcast listener. Thank you. Thank you.